the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, finest fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. It is week five. Week five, baby. Now, before I jump into anything else, we got to talk about that atrocious Thursday night football game with the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. What in the world was that? I feel so bad. If I can, I can't remember if I did or not, but if I answered any of your questions for starts for recommendations for who to start in that Thursday night football game, I am so sorry because that game was horrible. Horrible. I went to bed after Russell wasn't through that that pick in the end zone um in the fourth quarter. I was done. You can ask my wife. She was sitting here next to me watching the game. And as soon as he threw that pick, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm going to bed. I, I, I had enough. And I started Russell Wilson. I'm thinking he's going to, you know, keep the momentum going. You know, he's he had a good game uh, against the uh, Raiders in week four. I'm like, Russ, he's finally turning the page. He's going to get better. Keep it going. Indianapolis Colts is a tough defense, but he should you know, be able to get something done. Nope. Was completely and utterly wrong. Utterly wrong. And then Matt Ryan wasn't any better. Matt Ryan has been atrocious this season. What in the world is going on with them two guys? Both of y'all being bad at the same time? In the same game? Oh my goodness, man. It It was horrible to watch. But at least, hey, Alec Pierce led the Colts in targets and yards. That rookie, he's he's nice. He's going to be on waivers. He's going to be on a waiver wire, on a bunch of waiver wire lists this week. Watch. But if you were ahead of the game, you stashed him already. You know, kept him on your bench if you had a spot. You know, it took a little bit. But it's coming around. Matt Ryan is going to be throwing the ball a ton. Despite the fact that he hasn't been very good, the targets are going to be there. So it's 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 looking it's looking on the ups for Alec Pierce. But Jesus, that game was horrible. And then the icing on the cake is that I went to bed and then woke up and found out the the Broncos lost. <laughs> How do you lose that game? Russ was was up there throwing up ducks. And getting picked off. And then I saw the clip of uh, KJ Hamler. He had uh, he was wide open in the end zone. Russ didn't even look his way. And he was big mad. Big mad. I can't I can't even blame uh, KJ Hamler for, for being upset. That game was atrocious. And then they come to find out that the Colts ended up pulling out the W in overtime. They had the nerve to take that game to overtime. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous. But what a way to kick off week five. Uh, I, because of that game, I'm, I'm more than likely in the hole. I had Russell Wilson uh, starting in a couple leagues. Um, I had Matt Ryan starting because I couldn't get any other good quarterbacks uh, during the draft. I was hoping Matt Ryan was going to be my my sleeper maybe he can still turn it around but uh yeah he made me so matt ryan made me so mad in particular 
I went up and grabbed Geno Smith. <laughs> I grabbed Geno Smith off of waivers that night. I was like, I'm not dealing with this ball. If if next week, next week, if the matchup is good for, for Geno Smith, Matt Ryan is going to be on the bench. I'm sorry. I can't go through that anymore. <laughs> I can't go through that nonsense anymore, man. Matt Ryan has made me mad. He's going on the bench. I've given him enough time. Russell Wilson, I'm shocked of. And hopefully, and I think there was a report uh, that he had a procedure done on his shoulder. He had got hurt in week four. His shoulder was, uh, he has a torn lat in his throwing shoulder. And he said it's a similar injury to what Dak Prescott had last year, which he stopped throwing for about a month during training camp. But Russell is in this is part of the report. Um, Russell Wilson is planning to still play through the injury. I don't know how effective he's going to be with that kind of injury. So reactionary advice. If you have another player that you can get another quarterback that you can get, maybe you have one on the bench. It might be time to start them guys and see what happens with Russ while he's not in your starting lineups, because that game, you can't take another game like that. He scored uh, like about 10 to 11 fantasy points that night. He threw two interceptions, 274 yards passing, no touchdowns. That's, those are poor numbers. Poor numbers for a guy who we've seen dominate year after year, even coming back from injuries and dominating. But this is not the same Russell Wilson that was in Seattle right now. So until we get the rust that can actually cook and it's not burning the place down, you can't put him in your lineups. And if with that shoulder injury, you don't know what he's going to look like next week. So it's very risky to put Russell Wilson in your lineups without seeing what he looks like after the procedure and how he's going, how the reports are going to look uh, after the procedure and during practice for week six. So don't put him in your, I'm telling you, I'm, you can do what you want. I'm not putting him in my lineups. I would, re- I would strongly recommend that you don't put him in your lineups either. Find a different person, find a different player to start. Um, your Jared Goffs, uh, your Geno Smiths, Geno, Geno had a nice week, uh, in week four. Um, he's got a tough matchup against the saints, but you know, if, this is a new version of Geno Smith that we're seeing. You might want to get some stock into him while you can. Um, Carson Wentz, I'm going to get into him a little bit later because this is our, we're going to do our starts and starts uh, for week five. Um, we don't normally get to do Sunday morning episodes, but I I wanted to get some more content out for you guys. I've been slacking a little bit, so I, you know, I kind of felt a little bad, man. I, I, I like getting behind the mic. It's just time has been very, very tight, you know, especially when you got a family um, and you got to do stuff with them and, you know, spend time with the family. But I got to get these out. So I got to get you guys ready for week five. I got my starts going and then um, I want to plan another episode where I got some other stuff. going. I don't want to get nothing away. But this episode, we're going to do our starts for week five. Get you guys situated. Um, I'm going to try and do and answer some. I'm going to try and answer some starts questions, starter set questions for uh, week five on Twitter. So you can either hit up the F- at Fantasy's Finest on Twitter or you can hit up me 
um, directly at hype underscore finest. Um, I've gotten a couple already, and I really appreciate you guys like like tagging me in questions and other fantasy analysts and you know startup guys. I really appreciate the respect, you know, tagging me in those threads and answering questions if people have questions for starts and sits. It's fun to get different viewpoints and see why people are starting who and you know when um people are looking for direction. So it's that's always cool to be in those kind of threads. And if you hit me up and you hit me in the DMs. Um, I try and get to them as fast as I can when I see them. So don't think that I'm ignoring you. Um, if that's not the case, I don't always check my DMs on uh, my personal. Um, ex- you know, I have a few people that I normally talk to that'll hit me up. So don't think that I'm ignoring you. Just get, <laughs> just give me a chance to roll around to them. But I appreciate it. But we're going to get into these starts in this episode. But, you know, we got to talk to the news and, you know, we got to do our normal stuff, man. Follow the podcast. On your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all those good ones. Hit that subscribe button. Um, you can follow us on our social medias. We're across IG, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, at Fantasy's Finest. Um, you can follow me at Hype underscore Finest on Twitter. You can follow Jalen at Black underscore Moscato. Um, you feel free to hit him up and ask him some questions, too. He he he. <laughs> When he's not being, he's not being uh, busy being a troll. Uh, he he'll hit answer some of your questions, or he'll send you to me because <laughs> that's how he normally do it. But yeah, if, give him a follow too, man. Good follow. Uh, he's a little crazy, but he's a good dude. So, without further ado, let's get into the news because there's a lot of people being out uh, for week five because of injuries, and we had some repeat offenders. So. Let's get into it, man. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right. So per the most recent reports, these are the guys who are going to be out for week five because of their injuries. Keenan Allen, uh, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He was unable to practice this week. Uh, He is ruled out. Jameis Winston. The back injury is rearing its ugly head again. Andy Dalton is going to get the start. So Jameis Winston is ruled out. Uh, well, they did the whole, you know, he's doubtful. Just say he out. Like, he's not playing. Andy Dalton's named the starter. That means Jameis Winston's not playing. Well, I don't know why they do that whole doubtful thing. Obviously, he's not going to play if you've already named Andy Dalton the starter. Like, just get the semantics out of the way. Michael Thomas, too. He's out with a toe injury. Still dealing with that. DeAndre Swift, this shouldn't be a surprise because um, the head coach for the Lions had already said that he was doubt- he highly doubted that uh, Swift would be able to return quickly after the shoulder injury, so he's out again. I'm at Ross St. Brown. He's out again with the ankle. Uh, DJ Chark's out with the ankle. Kyle Pitts was a surprise this week. He popped up on the injury report about midweek about with a hamstring injury. Um so he's going to be out for this week. Not that he was playing well anyway. And I don't think that that's his fault. I think that that's Arthur Smith. Like, you got to be a moron to not get him involved in that offense. You drafted him fourth overall. You picked the tight end fourth overall out of the draft to not throw him the ball. And I understand Drake London is he's getting a lot of work, a lot of targets. But your offense is not, you know, stellar. Use the weapons that you have. But, you know, I, I don't want to beleaguer it with 
<sighs> it's just frustrating. Like, why don't they do what we want them to? <laughs> Get Kyle Pitts the ball. All the information that was out there says that Kyle Pitts should be getting the ball. Marcus Mariota loves using his tight ends. They don't have a bunch of bona fide weapons in Atlanta as it is. You have Drake London, you have Kyle Pitts, and Cordell Patterson. Those are the bona fide guys right now. Maybe Tyler Algier makes a name for himself as a running back there. He's got a shot now. Granted, his matchup this week against the Bucs isn't great, but we did just see Clyde Edwards-Hilaire get 19 carries for 92 yards on one of the best run defenses in the league, and he ran all over him. So, NFL is anything can happen, but you don't have a, a plethora of weapons to use, and you're not you're neglecting the one that you have in Kyle Pitts. Weirdo behavior, but you know that's Arthur Smith. Um, who else is on this uh, out list this week? Rashad Bateman, midfoot injury. He's not playing Week Five. Cameron Brait didn't clear concussion protocol. He's out for this week. Um, also. Pay attention to this to that game, Atlanta versus Tampa Bay, because uh, rookie tight end Kate Otten is going to be getting in. Already tweeted it on Fancy's Finest account. Kate Otten could be an option above Cameron Brake. Hopefully, Kate gets a shot. He did get four targets when Cameron went out uh, in week f- uh, four against the Kansas City Chiefs. He saw four targets. I think he had about 23 or 25 yards. But the targets was there after he left, and it was, uh, I think it was in the third, middle of the third quarter. Uh, I'll fact check that, but it was late in the game, and he still got four targets. So in a whole game, maybe he gets a little bit more work. Russell Gage is still a little nicked up, and so is Julio Jones. Um, Chris Evans finally got off the injury report. Um, he's slated, he's cleared of any injury, so you know he sh- you should be looking to plug him in your lineups finally because. You know, between him and Mike Evans, they're going to get a whole bunch of work. But Kate Otten is a name you might need to keep an eye on because if he blows up, if you like, I always say this. If you have a spot on your bench, keep a spot or two on your bench. If you have a deep bench and have a guy have a spot for where you can stash certain guys. That way, if they do pop off, you already got them. You're ahead of the game. But, you know, you know, some leagues only have five roster spots. I mean, uh, five bench spots, six maybe. They're kind of a little stingy because they want to keep the waiver wire, you know, plentiful. But I get that. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I need more bench spots. I need to be stashing players. So I have a rotation of guys just in case, you know, my my stashes start hitting. But, you know, every league is different. But if you have that, that leeway and you have that spots, those spots, use them. Use them and start stashing some guys, one or two spots. Stash some guys. Keep them on your bench for a little while. See how if they work, if they don't turn the corner, or you feel like you need to make a move somewhere else, those guys are expendable. But that's what you should be doing. And to wrap up the out list, Jahan Dotson, he's out with a hamstring injury. It was already reported that he may miss one to two weeks. So it's looking like that's coming to fruition. It's a shame, too, because Jahan Dotson was really getting in the end zone. He's seen a lot of touchdown targets uh, from Carson Wentz. So hopefully he'll be back soon. And if somebody dropped him on your fan in your fantasy league, you might want to scoop him up. So, you know, just a little tidbit. Always check your always check your waivers to see who uh, who's been dropped because you never know. What's that? What's that saying? Someone's trash is another man's treasures. 
Something like that. You know, I don't want to get into all that. All right. Moving along. Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks. He's been kind of a bust so far this year. But Burks is on the IR. He's suffering with turf toe. And the Titans have placed him on IR. He's going to miss the next four games of the season. Rookie wide receiver Kyle Phillips could see added work with Burks out of the way. Phillips was dealing with a shoulder injury earlier in the season, but according to reports, he seems to be past it now. So if you're looking for the number two wide receiver in the Titans offense, it may be Phillips, but you know how sporadic their passing can be, especially since they're more running, running first base team with uh, Derrick Henry. So just something to keep in mind. Commanders Brian Robinson has been activated from the NFI list. He's been cleared to play for week five versus Tennessee. Temper those expectations. We're all excited that he's back. You know, Antonio Gibson has kind of trailed off the last few games, but don't expect Brian Robinson to do too much in his first game back. He's still going to be splitting the backfield with McKissick and Gibson. And um, I think I, I saw something earlier about him only seeing about 20 snaps in his first game back. They're probably just going to ease him in, but you should have already stashed him. Ben told you that. Use them IR spots, man. You got them for a reason. Pick them guys up off the off waivers. Stash them in those IR spots. And then you already got them if they pop off. Or you can trade them. Somebody might be desperate. They might need a running back. And you got one already. And Brian Robinson. You don't they don't know what's gonna happen with him. You, you gotta you gotta sell him, man. <laughs> you got, that's what you gotta do. But Ryan Robinson is back. That's a good story. He survived. Um armed robbery attempt, got shot in the leg, had surgery, and now he's back in the NFL. And he, he was a trooper, too. They, I saw a rep, uh, video they had from Washington on the commander's social media on Twitter. And, you know, he came, it was like he came back and he had crutches and, you know, Iron Man style. I'm like, you know, major respect. They still a division rival, but major respect for him to be able to come back from that. And it was sucky, too, because he got, that all happened. I think a week before the regular season started, like, nah, that wasn't cool. Like, what? Who, why would y'all do that? Leave that man alone. But that's it for the news. That's all we got right now. So let's get into the starts for week five. And now for our feature presentation. All right. So I got a couple of names for y'all in each position. Um, these are my favorite starts for this week so i'm going to start you guys off with tom brady versus atlanta now tom brady's been a little shaky in the beginning of the season you know his wide receivers have been on the injury carousel he's missed at least one or two or three four guys however many wide receivers he keeps getting they keep getting hurt rumor has it that giselle's been using a voodoo doll and poking them boys with the with the whatever that is and they they keep getting injured but that you didn't hear that from me. That's that was one of the rumors because of all the stuff that's been going on with Tom Brady and his uh, relationship with uh, Giselle, and you know the divorce lawyers are reportedly being involved and all that stuff. But this looks like a get back game for Tom Brady. He's going up against the Atlanta Falcons. He's getting Chris Godwin back fully healthy. Mike Evans is going to be a target monster. 
Um, you still got Leonard Fournette and Rashad White getting uh, more active in the offense. And like I mentioned earlier with Kay Otten, he's got enough weapons to do some damage um, this week against the uh, the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So I like Tom Brady in this spot. The Falcons don't have a, a, a strong defense, so it looks like something that Tom Brady could take advantage of. So I, I have him locked in as a start for this week. My next guy I want to talk about is Carson Wentz versus the Tennessee Titans. Carson has been on a bad stretch for the last three games. He hasn't looked pretty good. He got abused, uh, especially by the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. But they're familiar with him. You know, kind of expected. I didn't expect it to be that bad. But Carson Wentz has an opportunity to change the game. And turn around against the Tennessee Titans. His offensive line has to hold up, though. They they've been nothing but turnstiles the last three games. If you're a grown man <laughs> as a offensive lineman, you should not want to be getting abused like that. You're like put some respect on yourself. Stand tall and and try and lock up for a few for a few seconds. And conversely, Carson Wentz, you gotta get rid of the ball, man. You know your offensive line isn't that good. You should be looking to get those hot routes out. Get them slants going or something. Get rid of the ball. You cannot hold on to the ball looking for those deep routes when your offensive line is Swiss cheese. But he's getting, he gets a good matchup against the Tennessee Titans. Titans are allowing the fourth most passing yards. They've already given up over 1,000 yards so far this season. And they've given up 10, touch, 10 touchdowns so far, tied for first in the NFL. He's got a shot. They're giving up 21 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks eighth most according to fantasydata.com so this is a game where Carson Wentz can put up some numbers if he's doing all the right things he's got to get out of his way and he's got to be able to put up a solid performance he can't be playing the same way he's played the last three weeks because they're already talking about they're already talking about getting rid of him like (laughs) dang man he just got there five weeks I mean Keep it real. We've already seen it with Mitchell Trubisky. It's already one down. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is the the, the the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward. They like, no, nah, we done with you, Mitch. Like, <laughs> go have a seat. <laughs> so Carson Wentz, yo, you, you're on the clock, man. You gotta pull. You gotta pull all the stops. You gotta get fancy and freaky with it this week because they looking. They they talking about what. Uh, the young boy Sam Howell, they want to get him starting. You bring in a rookie. Uh, to me, when you bring in a rookie in the middle of the season and your expectation isn't, you know, just to get his feet wet, I don't know how you can win with a rookie in the middle of the season. That To me, that's basically saying you're calling it. You know, it's whatever at this at this point because we're not in a position to compete the way we want to. You know, that's just how I see it sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't work that way. Sometimes the rookie pulls it out and they, you know, they got good coaching and a game scheme behind them and they get it done, you know. But I don't think Washington is built like that. <laughs> so they just like, man, Carson, look, you better shape up or you're going to be riding a pine too. And I've already said before, this could be Carson Wentz's last stop as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, if he ends up being a backup, I would not mind having him as a backup for the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, we always don't get what we want. 
Plus, Cooper Rush has been kind of kind of cooking this so far. But I'm just saying. And no, it wouldn't be a quarterback controversy either between Dak and Carson Wentz. We've already we've been long done killed that noise. So I'm just let get that out of there. But another guy I want to start this week, Joe Burrow versus the Baltimore Ravens. Burrow has been the Ravens boogeyman over the last two meetings. He's thrown for over 941 yards. Oh, excuse me, 941 yards total over his last two games against them. He's played them three times. He's beaten them twice, one loss, seven touchdowns his last two games, and he's averaging 23 points. And the Ravens, excuse me, are allowing 23.17 fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks this year, fourth most in the NFL. He's got, you know, Burrow's got his juice, and it's a division game against the Ravens. This looks like a good spot for him to be in and to put up some big numbers. And he's got Higgins back, uh, who's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, he's listed as questionable ahead heading into this game, but he's expected to play. And then you already have Jamar Chase. Um, and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and all that good stuff. So Burrow's in a good spot and a good matchup to be able to put up, put up some fantasy numbers this week. Going to the running backs, James Robinson versus Houston. Now, I know everyone wasn't enamored with how Robinson was used. Surprisingly, against the Philadelphia Eagles in week four, for whatever reason, they only gave him the ball six times. Now, I didn't see him fumble, but, you know, maybe I missed something because I didn't see it in the stat sheet. You know, let me know why they decided that they weren't going to give James Robinson the ball when Trevor Lawrence was fumbling all over the place. And granted, it was it was a monsoon in Philly. It was raining. But it's just like. Why would you do that? But. That's neither here nor there. Now it's in the past. They're playing against they playing against Houston, and Houston's allowing 5.1 yards per attempt, and the second most rushing yards allowed up versus uh, opponents running backs this year with 172 yards per game. This sets up if Robinson gets his normal uh, workload, it's going to be a huge game for him. He was averaging I think about almost 20 carries a game leading up to the Philadelphia game in Week Four. So, James Robinson, this looks like a good bounce-back game for him. <sighs> now we have to get into two two guys who I was really down on heading into this season, and they've kind of proven me wrong so far. Devin Singletary versus Pittsburgh. Singletary is only getting nine carries a game, but he's still seeing about five targets a game too, and he's kind of booing his production with that. Those uh, rushing totals, his rushing numbers, plus his uh, pass catching is really what's keeping him involved in the offense. He's not getting a ton of carries. I mean, that's to say the least. So it's like, how is it? How is it being done? Like, he's not, you know, punching in a whole bunch of touchdowns either. So it's like he's got to be getting his he's getting his production from the passing work and especially in PPR formats. Um it's just frustrating because, I ha- you know, when you have you make a take and you have a guy pegged and it for all of a sudden they just like, mm, no, nah, we're not going to go that way. We're going to prove you wrong. And 
so far, Devin Singletary has been getting it done just enough where I can't call him a flop yet. But I'm waiting. I'm waiting, Devin Singletary. I'm waiting for you to mess up. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are giving up the 10th most rushing yards and 20 fantasy points per game, seven most in the NFL. He's got if he gets a little bit more work or he's still involved in the passing game, he's going to put up some numbers. So Devin Singletary looks like a good start this week. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is the other one I was down on this year. He's uh, been proving me wrong every week so far. Even though I want Isaiah Pacheco to start and get the bigger, get the bigger workload, he looks like a better back than Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and it's it's hard to say because Ceh has been he's been he's been balling, but Pacheco just looks like a better back. I know that sounds weird because of how things are going, but that's you know I'm, just call it call me being hopeful, but. He had his biggest game of the season so far against Tampa Bay last week, like I already talked about. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had 92 yards on the ground, two total touchdowns. He caught that weird uh, broken play toss-up from Patrick Mahomes um, in the end zone. That's kind of disheartening when you see that happen. And then, like, there was another picture floating around on social media. He had the (laughs) Patrick Mahomes had the the uh, Jordan tongue out before he threw the ball. He juked one guy, and then he he was pulling down another one with the stiff arm, and he had his tongue out. I'm like, oh, come on, man. You, you're demoralizing him. I think it was Devin White who was on the last the last man to make contact with him before he threw the ball up. And he and the picture is him and Devin White. And Patrick Mahomes has his tongue out. I'm like, this boy's disrespectful right now. Like, come on, man. But – how many times are we going to see Mahomes do stuff like that? And he just makes it look easy. But this is we supposed to be talking about Clyde Edwards. I just wanted to bring that up because that was just like a crazy play. But Clyde Edwards Alaire had his biggest game of the season so far. He had 19 carries. Uh was getting he was only getting just over seven carries a game heading into week four. That was it. But he gets a solid matchup against the Raiders this week. They're allowing the 18. They're allowing 18 fantasy points uh, per game to opposing running backs. That's 14th most. And he's still going to be involved in the passing game because it doesn't look like Jarek McKinnon got a lot of work last week. Isaiah Pacheco took over the secondary role. Um, he saw, uh, I think he saw 11. He had 11 carries for 63 yards, um, and. I think McKinnon only had like three or four snaps because it was basically Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Isaiah Pacheco uh, doing the most damage um, in that backfield against Tampa Bay. So Clyde Edwards Hilaire set up for a good game. Um, so those are my three picks for the running back position. Heading into the wide receivers, uh, Romeo Dobbs versus the Giants. Rodgers and Dobbs have really been connecting over the last two weeks. Uh, 16 targets over his last two weeks for Dobbs. He did have that dropped uh, touchdown in the end zone last week, but he he caught one. He was I think he was uh eight targets, five catches for 47 yards and a touchdown. And then he could have had another one that it was like a 41 yard touchdown that he didn't just hold on to at the end zone. I mean, you know that's gonna happen, but the rules on on what a catch and what isn't is. So confusing now, but 
Dobbs is getting a lot of work. Um, he's still um, him and Al, him and Alan Lazard are the top two options. Christian Watson, I don't know what they're doing with him. They're just not getting him involved enough, um, which is weird considering what they have available to them. But you know that's neither here nor there either. Because Sammy Watkins is on injury reserve. Randall Cobb is like a hundred, so you would figure they would use you know Watson, Dobbs, and Alan Lazard. But you know they're gonna do what they want. But so far, Dobbs has been getting the job done. Um, if you're looking for a flex option, um, I think Dobbs would be that guy. Uh, the Giants don't seem particularly tough. And then you have Daniel Jones, who's a little bit turnover prone. So you have an, you have increased opportunity for the Green Bay Packers to be able to get in. And don't and if you hear this podcast, remember that the Giants and the Green Bay Packers are in London and they play at 930. So set your lineups. If you wake up and you're an early riser and, you know, you just happen to listen to the fantasy's finest, make sure you set your lineups and get them Green Bay Packers and well, uh, who are you playing outside of Saquon Barkley? <laughs> you got Saquon Barkley in your lineup. You should be good. But if you're playing Green Bay Packers, guys, make sure you have them in your lineup before 930. <laughs> like somebody starting Daniel Jones. Oh, man. But you know what? The weird part is they three and one and Brian Dabble is really getting the job done down there. So I kind of feel like I made a take earlier in the offseason about you know, the Giants being a dark horse and Brian Dobble being able to turn the franchise around and have them winning. But I also said that he would have Daniel Jones looking a lot better than he has. And it's kind of like half true. <laughs> they like they're three and one third in the division, but Daniel Jones still sucks. <laughs> Dang, man, I can't get a whole take going. All right. Chris Godwin versus Atlanta. Um, this is pretty much self-explanatory. Godwin hasn't been able to do much over the last couple of weeks. He's been dealing with injuries coming back from the ACL. Then he had a hamstring injury. He put up a decent game, I believe in week four. So, but he's been cleared of injuries going into week five, which is great because of all the stuff that he's been dealing with prior to. So now Chris Godwin goes up against Atlanta. Um, and he should be he should be getting a lot more targets heading into this game. Atlanta is giving up just over 40 fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. That's fifth most, according to FantasyData.com. So Chris Godwin, between the targets and the opportunity, is there for him to be able to have a good week this week. And then we talked about uh, Joe Burrow earlier. Um, I'm going with T. Higgins versus Baltimore. Baltimore is just giving up a bunch of points to the wide receiver position. Their first in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. T. Higgins is going to have a huge opportunity in what could be a potential shootout between the uh, Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, well, maybe it might not be too much of a shootout because Lamar Jackson doesn't have Rashad Bateman. Um, he will have Devin DuVernay, who's been a hot spot um, for a flex option this week. But he's going to see, you know, targets behind Mark Andrews. So we'll see how that goes. But T. Higgins is in a good spot. You definitely want to have him in your lineups this week um, going up against the Baltimore Ravens. And they're giving <laughs> fantasy squad uh, their secondary. 
At tight end, I'm going to give you guys two options. I'm going with Dallas Goddard versus uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Goddard has been getting uh, solid production so far. He gets the Arizona Cardinals, who's giving up about 20 fantasy points to the opposing tight end so far this season on average. So Dallas Goddard is set up to have a big game. Um, He had a solid game against the Jaguars. Um, He didn't get a touchdown, but he had over 60 yards of receiving. Don't quote me on that. No, I'm just playing. But I think he did have, uh, he had, he definitely had over 60. I think he had like 72 yards receiving. So I'll fact check that just to be on the safe side. But this looks like a good matchup for him. Um, I don't know how this game is going to shake out because Kyler Murray has started a bit slow this season. He hasn't really come on to the second half. They are playing in Arizona, though, so that could change things. But if the Eagles' offense is as potent as it's been this last couple weeks, um, Dallas Goddard looks like he's in a good spot. And then for my second tight end pick, I'm going with Tyler Conklin versus the Miami Dolphins. Um, Conklin has Conklin has seen um, solid targets. He had five last week, but I believe he had about seven uh, targets in each of his last three games before week four. And that was with uh, Joe Flacco. But Zach Wilson is still going to keep, he looks like he's still going to keep uh, Tyler Conklin involved in the uh, Jets offense, which is good because um, tight ends are definitely hard to come by. And the Miami Dolphins are giving the fi- giving up the fifth most fantasy points um, heading into week five. So Conklin is set, you know, if they get behind, which I kind of doubt that they will with Teddy. I would be shocked if Teddy Bridgewater pulls off a game. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater. So that's a little bias talking. I don't think I don't think much of Bridgewater uh, heading into this game. You have uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill who are dealing with injuries listed as questionable. Um, Waddle's dealing with a groin injury and uh, Hill is dealing with a quad injury. Um, actually, uh, the last report I read, Hill was supposed to be a game-time decision. I don't know if that's changed or not, but he's going to give it a go. And barring any setbacks, he will be set to play um, versus the Jets. But those are my picks for this week. I'm going to give you a quick rundown real quick. So at the quarterback, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz. Well, Tom Brady versus Atlanta. Carson Wentz versus Tennessee. Joe Burrow versus Baltimore. Uh, running backs, James Robinson versus Houston, Devin Singletary versus Pittsburgh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire versus the Raiders, um, Romeo Dobbs at the wide receiver position, Romeo Dobbs versus New York Giants, Chris Godwin versus Atlanta, T. Higgins versus Baltimore, and then at the tight end position, Dallas Goddard versus Arizona, Tyler Conklin versus Miami. So let me know what you think of these picks. If you have any starting sick questions, please feel free to at me. And I'll give you my best advice. And then after that, you can do what you need to because it's your lineup at the end of the day. I'm just here to give you a different perspective. And then sometimes we might align. and That's cool. I've had that, too. You know, some guys will be thinking of one thing and they just need that confirmation. So, like, you know, a shared mind kind of thing. I, I get it. I've been there. But that's the show. We're going to get you guys situated. So enjoy that Sunday you know, all that football action. And then hopefully we get some dubs, whether it be from our fantasy teams or our reality teams, 
because my Cowboys got the Rams this week, and I'm uh, Cooper Rush is making me nervous. And it's not that he's doing anything bad. It's just he's not Dak Prescott, and the offense just doesn't look as dynamic as it could be with Prescott in. But Rush isn't doing anything. At least I feel like he hasn't done anything to help us lose, to make us lose games. And with the defense playing the way that it has, it's it's a perfect storm right now. So hopefully they pull out the dub. Then we be four and one in the division. Maybe the Eagles lose against Arizona and then make that week six game a little more interesting, if you know what I mean. And then, you know, Dak miraculously comes back because I think that's all BS. I think, honestly, I believe Dak Prescott could play right now and they're not letting him play. Mark McCarthy gave the best reasoning as to why he's not playing. And he said that he didn't he didn't have enough time to prepare for the Rams game. So that's why he wouldn't let him play, even if he was cleared to play. I think that Dak is already ready, but they're just like, you know, we don't need to rush him. Cooper Rush is doing his thing. We want Dak to be 100 percent. So I, I kind of get it. Jerry just likes to muck stuff up. So <sighs> we're stuck with that crazy old man. But that'll do it for the show. I done rambled on long enough. If you have any starts and sits, feel free to hit us up at Fantasy's Finest on Twitter, at Hyper underscore Finest on Twitter. Enjoy your Sunday afternoon, and hopefully we get some W's for week five and turn our teams around. Because I do have a couple of uh, one in three over in four teams, and uh, I want to get them drawings. I want to get them drawings right. Oh, and I'll leave you with this. Started with a, started a father-son league with uh, my kids and a couple of my friends and their kids. And my kids beat me. <laughs> my kids beat me. Landon and Jackson, they're six and nine years old. And these little boogers beat me. And, I, to my, and I'm not even going to make any excuses. I have my lineup set. Don't think that I'm not checking it because it's a father-son league. I want to win to assert my, to continue to assert my dominance. And them little boogers beat me. So now I got to hear trash talk from them for like two weeks until I play them again. <laughs> These fools, man. I got I to gotta take it to them. I got to get serious. So that'll do it for the episode, man. I will check you guys later in our next episode. So until then, peace and be safe. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.